if someone wants to talk more about clinical things, then you kind of go down that path and maybe you lead them a little bit and you, you have them kind of dictate a little bit of the tonality, but you want to kind of lead the dance. You want to lead the dance on this call. You, your secretary, care coordinator, receptionist. I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to go over probing questions for you or your staff members, your care coordinator, receptionist, secretary, whoever is doing the answering of the phones or callbacks for potential PT, OT, SLP patients that are looking to potentially do work with you, work with your practice. They're calling around, they're shopping around. Maybe they refer to you. Maybe they found you on Google, whatever it might be. We're going to get into the initial probing questions. My top three, top three probing questions to get someone to open up, to lower their guard, to potentially lower any resistance, any sales resistance. These are not salesy questions. This is part of the sales process. I know several therapists that are still doing these calls with potential patients on the front end to figure out if they're the right fit for them or vice versa. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to share my screen. If you are listening on iTunes or Spotify, you can jump over to YouTube and follow along here. So I'm going to make this large zoom in so it's the full screen. These are my top three probing questions that'll lower someone's guard, get them talking. And by doing this, the reason why we're going to go over specific questions is because I've seen that it helps potential patients initially realize like, wow, this practice is different. This practice is different. They're not just about what's your insurance, what's your date of birth, who referred you, do you have a referral or script or prescription or whatever, making it more about the consumer, the healthcare consumer, the potential client, the potential customer, uh, number one, can you walk me through what's going on? Whether it's pain, back pain, injury, post-surgical, neurological, balance gate, pelvic floor, dizziness, whatever it is, this is a good open-ended question. And what you will find when healthcare consumers call other practices, it's usually questions about their insurance. What insurance do you have? What's your member ID? What's your date of birth? They might not even ask you your name as you're calling in. I recently called into my dermatologist maybe a month or so ago. And the first question was like, what's your insurance and have you been here before and what's your date of birth? And then they looked me up in the system or whatever. And the front desk person or secretary or receptionist or whoever didn't even use my first name. It's crazy. Anyway, this is how I believe you can do things differently. And it results in you being able to have the opportunity to present dollar amounts per visit or packages or whatever, but especially a larger dollar amount for an evaluation to get them into your clinic, or if you're doing home visits like we are, home visits, mobile, concierge, whatever, traveling to them by taking a different approach, asking different questions, asking questions in a different way, also asking questions with different tonality, changing your tone, slowing things down sometimes makes a huge difference. It will stand out as something unique, as your practice, 
having a different value proposition, being different, being unique, that will result in being maybe remarkable or at least surprisingly delightful or different. And then therefore, when you present the dollar amount, if you're charging 150, 200, 300, $400 per visit or whatever, it's more palatable. It's it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It, it makes sense that you guys are at that price point. It makes sense because of what led into the conversation before you talked about insurance and price. So really quick, can you walk me through what's going on? So the potential patient, hey, hey, Mr. Johnson, you know, can you tell me what's going on? I want to make sure that we're the right fit for you. And I want to make sure that you are the right fit for us. I don't want you to spend time on this call and us find out that we don't have a specialist or an expert for your condition or whatever might be going on. And so we're going to go over the top three. This is the first one to kind of open someone up, get them asking an open-ended question, get them speaking, get them talking, make them realize it's not all about transactional and insurance and paperwork and all that. And then there's some secondary questions like, all right, so how long have you been dealing with this? How long has this been going on? And have you tried other treatments? Have you tried chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, pain medications, injections? Have you tried self-treatment? Have you looked up videos on YouTube and tried to, you know, do your own self-treatment or rest? You know, this is just an intro. You can do these in different orders, but this is just a first initial question, open-ended. They get to speak. They get to be in the limelight. It's about them. The first phone call is about them. If you call other places, other healthcare, other doctors, offices, et cetera, and they answer the phone and they say, What's your insurance? What's your member ID number? What's your date of birth? Have you been here before or not? Or they'll look you up in the system. Oh, you have been here before. They don't even use your name. It's very transactional. This whole approach is the opposite. It is humanistic. It is delightful. It is different. And therefore, it becomes easier to then say, oh, and by the way, we charge $250 per visit or $180 per visit or $350 per visit or whatever. It becomes easier to digest because you front-loaded the conversation with value and making it about them, the caller. Number two, wow, so so you've been dealing with this for six months. Okay, it, it sounds like you've been struggling with this problem for six months. Has that had an impact on you? And then pause, let them speak. And they're going to say either, yeah, uh, yeah, of course it's had an impact on me. And then they might not say anything else. So then you want to say, oh, right, it makes... I agree. It sounds like it's had an impact on you. How so? Again, another open-ended question. So you want to ask secondary follow-up questions from these initial overarching questions to get them to talk. You can ask things if you're orthopedics, if you do sports medicine, you evaluate and treat back and neck and knee pain and things like that. Are there certain movements that make your pain better or worse? So you get into little clinical stuff. Some people, you, this is like a flowing, a winding river and this conversation. And so if someone wants to talk more about clinical things, then you kind of go down that path and maybe you lead them a little bit and you, you have them kind of dictate a little bit of the tonality, but you want to kind of lead the dance. You want to lead the dance on this call. You, your secretary, care coordinator, receptionist, admin, whoever is answering these phone calls or doing these callbacks. I believe, by the way, side note, that these initial calls with potential patients are almost other than if they have a patient in front of them in the clinic and they're asking a question or they're trying to get scheduled or they're, you know, you're running someone's credit card because they're right in front of you. I mean, short of that, 
if you have they your admin, et cetera, they have other duties. They have to charge other patients cards and copays, and they got to do other things, which they can do in the downtime when there's not a caller or a person calling in or writing into your website and asking for a callback. I believe this is like almost the most important thing for your admin secretary receptionist or you doing it is this initial callback, the speed of calling them back quickly the same day and going through these questions, open-ended questions, not having a time limit on these calls, not just saying like, Oh, what insurance do you have? Or yeah, we, we charge two fifty per visit or whatever. And just, and putting the onus on that patient to make sense of like, Oh, they charge two fifty, And then I could go down the street and it's a $40 copay. Like, of course I'm going to go, down the street to use my insurance and do my $40 copay. But if you front load the conversation with these types of questions, you're sincerely, genuinely listening. You're empathetic. You are asking these open-ended questions because you really care and you're interested and you're trying to make sure if they're the right fit. And this is not for everyone. And then you can get into some of these questions, the clinical things such as so, Mr. Johnson, so I can understand your situation better, can you give me specific examples of which movements or positions make it worse? And so if it was like back pain and, you know, prolonged sitting makes them worse and standing and walking is better, you know, usually it's they're going to respond well to extension and repeated extension, McKenzie, MDT, prone press ups. And so I would tell someone or I would I would instruct team members to say, well, if you have a pain that comes and goes with movement in different positions, it sounds mechanical. We call it a mechanical type pain because you don't have that back pain 24-7. You said it's worse with sitting down, better when you're standing and walking and on the go. That sounds like mechanical pain. That's something that our specialists, our doctors of physical therapy evaluate and treat all the time. It's very common. And that's actually a good thing that it's very common because we have a lot of reps and experience in in treating it. I don't know if you want to go that far into the clinical stuff with your admin or front desk person, but they know what you guys evaluate and treat on a regular basis. So asking them this question of, so it sounds like you've been struggling with this problem for three months, six months, a year, whatever, even if it's three weeks, it sounds like you've been dealing with that problem for three weeks. Has that had an impact on you? Has that had an impact on your life and stress levels or sleep or has it had an impact on you know your your family life or your work life and then pause and let them speak let them then you want it whatever they say yes it's had an impact on my i'm stressed more at work or i can't sleep as well and then i'm snapping and having fights with my spouse or i mean some people will go into these things so then you want to use that and say you know it sounds like this is a, a challenge for you it sounds like this is something that you're looking to get addressed you continue the conversation. Number three, other than insurance and costs, because again, if you're cash-based or if you're out of network or whatever, if you're charging 200, 253, 500, whatever dollars per visit, eventually you got to talk about insurance and costs. I like to actually, if you mention this ahead of time, some people, they're asking about insurance in the first sentence or something like that. And in those cases, those people usually don't work with us and they are looking for an in-network practice and that's totally fine and we'll refer them. What's interesting is if you and your team on the therapy side, on the practice side, if you mention the word insurance first, the caller, the potential patient will, they will shelf that. They will allow you to then ask them other questions, make sure you're the right fit. Hey, have you had treatment before? Have you had chiropractic or acupuncture or have you tried anything? Have you tried any other treatments? Have you had this issue before? They will allow you to and ask them these other questions 
because they know that you're going to come back to the insurance and cost conversation because you've mentioned it first. Because you mentioned it first, they're like, okay, they have it handled. They're going to come back. We're going to cover insurance and costs in a second. It allows you to then get some more intel, some information about their condition, getting them warmed up, getting them open to potentially work with you. They might not even know the cost yet, but other than cost and insurance, Mr. Johnson, can you go over with me what you might be looking for when choosing a physical therapist? And if you, you know, you can substitute certain words and phrases out of this. So you could say, other than insurance and cost, can you go over with me, Mr. Johnson, what you might be looking for when choosing natural pain relief or when choosing a recovery and performance specialist or when choosing a doctor of physical therapy or when choosing a healthcare provider for you? And then pause. You want to let them speak. So, and these are just follow-up secondary questions to this. So, Mr. Johnson, can you describe for me what you meant by that? Like, if there's something that maybe they were long-winded, or if you said something that, like, is a, they said something that's a little more abstract and it's not concrete, you know, can you describe for me what you meant by that? Or can you unwrap that for me just so that I have a better understanding? Mr. Johnson, can you... Can you unpack that for me a bit so that I can confirm that you're the right fit for our specialists or to make sure and confirm that you're the right fit for our practice or that we're the right fit for you? This is a, if you say something like, so that I can confirm that I want to make sure that you're the right fit for us. That doesn't work everywhere. I think it works well in New York City because we're kind of like the patient There's Sometimes there's a status game and the potential patient And so there's pros and cons of this. You got to kind of tease out the potential caller. But if you say something like, Mr. Johnson, I just need a little bit more information about your situation or what you've tried and what hasn't worked for you. Because I want to make sure if you come here that we don't do those treatments. I'm going to tell the therapist, Mr. Johnson tried this and this. He tried acupuncture or mobilizations or whatever, or he tried spinal manipulation at some chiropractor or whatever. So I want to make sure that we put that down in the notes. If you decide to work with us, I want to make sure that I relay that information to my therapist so that we avoid that type of spinal manipulation because obviously it didn't work for you last time and it's probably not going to work for you now. So we need to figure out a different way, a different treatment approach for you. But making sure that you're the right fit for us puts the practice at a higher status in the conversation as opposed to... Mr. Johnson, I want to make sure that we're the right fit for you. And that's a little more serving to the potential patient. It's putting the potential patient, the caller, at a higher status. And sometimes they respect that. But then sometimes they will look down upon the practice, you or your admin or whoever's on the phone, because now in that dynamic, you've elevated the patient to be a little bit more important in terms of the right fit. We want to make sure that you're the right fit for us versus We want to make sure that we're the right fit for you. We're the right fit for you elevates the status of the potential caller. Sometimes they respect that. Sometimes they look down upon that conversation and the patient, the caller is kind of like subconsciously, now they have more status than the practice you that you're speaking with. And they might disregard now your, the value, the value proposition, the, the respect level. They might not have as much respect for you now in the conversation because of that dynamic. You got to feel it out. I've done both 
Or you could say, you could say both. You could say, hey, Mr. Johnson, I just want to make sure I just need a little bit more information about your whatever. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page about our style of treatment because I want to make sure that you're the right fit for us and that we are the right fit for you. I think that's can neutralize it because then you're saying it both ways. And if someone's really long winded, you want to kind of cut them off or you want to change topics, you could say something like, Mr. Johnson, can you go back a few pages for me to understand that better? I just want to understand this a little bit better. Can you just go back to if they go on a tangent, but you want to reel them back into something that you wanted to go and continue on in the conversation? You got to reel them back in. Or something like, Mr. Johnson, can you explain that to me in a little more detail just so I'm clear on your situation? Now, you can see now that if you're asking these types of questions, this is very different than when you call your primary care physician, your dermatologist, your neurologist, whatever. Very, very transactional, very by the book with insurance and all of that. And so this, I believe, will open up the ability for you to have better initial phone calls. It allows you to charge more out of pocket. Then when you say eventually you get to the price and the insurance and whatever, that whole conversation, because eventually they either ask up front or they're going to ask at some point, or you kind of segue to cost and insurance. By having these probing questions, it allows you to collect more information. First of all, make sure it's the right fit. Then you're presenting cost and insurance. And I believe this is what leads therapists and other practices to be able to charge more out of pocket You don't want to be as transactional as other practices, because if you are, then of course, they're like, they don't see the difference. Like, why would I pay $200 at one office and this other office is $40? I want to use my insurance. I want to use my insurance that I pay for, right? That whole thing. So that's it for now. Hopefully this is valuable and helpful. Dave Kittle Show on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. We'll catch you next time here on the show. We got more stuff coming up like this and much, much more more stuff around growth and marketing if you're looking to continue to grow and expand your practice. And if you are frustrated with admin, paperwork, insurance, billing, coding, hiring, firing, HR, all that type of stuff, if you want to take some money off the off your plate, reach out to us at fieldmakergroup.com. Maybe there's room for us to potentially partner. We can speak confidentially and privately about potentially partnering or acquiring some or all of your practice. That's it for now on the Dave Kittle Show. Catch you next time. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or You can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.